call me a bit of an old soul, but after major events, whether here in town or around the world, I will occasionally keep the front page of the newspaper that chronicles that event, to keep it maybe as a bit of a keepsake. Done it maybe a handful of times in the last decade or so. And about four years ago, there were a few newspaper pages that I saved after the Blues had won their Stanley Cup. And one in particular, I think, is quite apropos for us even today. It was the front page of the Post-Dispatch the day after the Blues had their parade downtown. And the headline is quite simple. It simply says, Cup is ours. Cup is ours. And a picture, an overhead picture of what appears to be the Stanley Cup crowd surfing at a music festival. Somewhere underneath there, I think, is Braden Shen. But hundreds of people are reaching up to this cup. It's surrounded by so many people. And this sentiment, I think, is quite beautiful. The cup is ours. That these random civilians on the streets of St. Louis felt as if the Stanley Cup was theirs, at least for that day. However, that headline, the more I think about it, though, is actually a little bit perplexing. Because, yes, our city's hockey team had won its first championship. But could we, you and I, really say that the Stanley Cup is ours? Because let's be honest, we, you and I, did not play in any of those games. I'm a fair ice skater, not very good going backwards. The closest I got to playing in a Stanley Cup final was watching in the stands eating a hot dog. I did not win the Stanley Cup. I sort of watched from the nosebleeds. I certainly did not condition my body for an 82-game season and a grueling playoffs. It was the players, right? The coaches, the staff, and the organization. They were the ones who could properly say they won that title and that the cup was theirs far more than it is ours. That much is certain. We, you and I, frankly, did jack squat to win that championship. And yet, whether it was us watching on TV or the people in that photo, all of us felt as if we had won that Stanley Cup ourselves. It felt, as that headline said, like ours. There was some shared ownership of it. And that was why so many people were jubilant and joyful four years ago. This dynamic of victory and our participation in it is at the heart of this most joyful and glorious day of Easter. You see, brothers and sisters, the ancient church fathers, centuries and centuries ago, described the paschal mystery of Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection as a great and epic battle fought in an arena or in a stadium where Christ, as this warrior, defeats an enemy, this enemy who had held a city enslaved. And Jesus, of course, takes on enormous suffering over the course of that battle. But the ancient church fathers essentially say that we, you and I, the human race, were sort of up in the nosebleed seats for that great battle. We didn't fight. We really didn't make any effort or shed any blood in that battle. We watched it. 
And heck, if you really want to be honest, if anything, we contributed to the resistance that Jesus faced as a warrior in that battle. And yet today, we celebrate as if we had defeated death ourselves. I was reading a book recently by a wonderful man, Cardinal Raniero Cantalamesa. And he sort of goes into this image that's been used for centuries. And he says, imagine if this great victor in the arena had no need of the prize he won for his conquest. But if anything, wished more than anything to see us in the nosebleeds honored. And more so, he saw honoring us as the primary prize of his combat. Even though you and I, we never fought, never bled, and were never even wounded in the fight. We don't have to imagine that, brothers and sisters. Because that is what we celebrate today in this solemnity of Easter. The victory of Christ over death. A victory that is extended to us. In that sequence that I sang a minute or two ago, some of the words, I think, speak to us. Death and life have contended, it says, in that combat stupendous, the prince of life who died reigns immortal. And this victory isn't just Christ's victory, brothers and sisters. It is ours, too. St. John Chrysostom writes very beautifully. He says, our swords were not bloodied. We were not in agony, we were not wounded, and we did not even see the battle. And yet we obtained the victory. His was the fight, ours the crown. And because we also are conquerors, let us imitate what soldiers do in such cases. With joyful voices, let us exact the victory. Let us sing hymns of praise to our God. This victory we celebrate today, brothers and sisters, is truly the victory of a lifetime. Because without Christ's conquering death, we would be helpless, doomed to an eternity separated from our God. I don't think we fully imagine how truly destitute we would be if not for the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so every Easter, brothers and sisters, we are invited to share in the victory that Christ has already won for us. And at every Easter, we are reminded that the victory over death is ours, too. And so how do we share in this victory? Well, I would say we do so by following after our Lord and what he has patterned for us. To put to death in our lives that which is sinful and that which is earthly. And instead, make Christ and the gospel the center of our lives. Cardinal Consul Mesa continues, he says, If we but admire the man, if we but kneel before him, kiss his head and shake his right hand, if we but consider this victory to be ours, we will share in it. And I think it starts by simply saying, Jesus, you have given your life for me. How can I give my life to you? How am I called to respond to this unconditional love, this charity beyond all telling that God has shown for us? I think to do so, it involves us recognizing very simply that Jesus has died for our sins. He has risen 
and he has saved us. That simple message is the victory of the human race, that Jesus has died, he has risen, and he has saved us. It is a victory not just reserved for the one man who fought in the arena and on the cross, but a victory to be savored, treasured, and cherished every day of our lives by all of us, his beloved sons and daughters. There cannot be a day that goes by, brothers and sisters, that we forget that we have been saved and redeemed. So each and every time we gather here at Mass, each and every day, we declare and proclaim the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and proclaim once again that Jesus has died, he has risen, and he has saved us. So let us rejoice that our Redeemer has trampled over the evil one and defeated death, and defeated that ancient foe. And give thanks that Christ has fought this battle for us, on our behalf and for our sake, and that his conquest is not restricted to a single place and time, but for all eternity. And let us take hold of what is offered to us today and truly revel in the victory of Christ, a victory that is ours as well.